Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in rural Monticello. This is Sunday, July the 30th, 2023. This service was recorded on July the 23rd, the 8th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Roland Banderov. Thank you to Rex and Nancy Rickles for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of their July wedding anniversary of 70 years. Thank you for joining us today. Let us begin our service on this eighth Sunday after Pentecost with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. Let us pray together the prayer that you'll find printed in your Celebrate insert. Faithful God, most merciful judge, you care for your children with firmness and compassion. By your spirit, nurture us who live in your kingdom, that we may be rooted in the way of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's holy word for God's holy people. The first reading is from Isaiah 44. Thus the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. Besides me there is no God. Who is like me? Let them proclaim it. Let them declare and set it forth before me. Who has announced from old the things to come? Let them tell us what is yet to be. Do not fear or be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? You are my witness. Is there any God besides me? There is no other rock. I know not one. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Romans 8. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you do not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, is it that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God? And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if, in fact, we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. 
I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage and decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have this first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. The word of the Lord. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field, but while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well, and the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? And he answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first, then bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into the barn. When he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. Jesus answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. The enemy who sowed them is a devil. The harvest is at the end of the age. And the reapers are the angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out, he will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father, Let anyone with ears listen. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As Connor brings that forward, I'm going to have Cole just uh, flip up for me um, on the slide. You know, when I um, get ready for a Sunday morning and I think about Scripture, I go, "What, what is it that's relevant? What's relevant? What... You know, I, I just don't want to preach something. I, I, I don't want to regurgitate, although sometimes it's fun to regurgitate a, a Bible passage because it kind of gets us into that environment and see what's happening. But for me, let anyone who has ears listen. 
What's amazing to me is this came up as the last sentence in our gospel. And uh, I thought, okay, how many times did Jesus say this? And interesting, it popped up in all three synoptic gospels. When I say synoptic gospels, I mean Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John is just kind of out there. Uh, so anyway, let anyone with ears listen. Go to the next slide. And in, isn't it interesting? You know, we're in chapter 13. See where these things are popping. Let anyone with ears listen. Go ahead, hit the next one. Today's gospel, Matthew 13, 43. When the, then the kingdom will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. Let anyone who has ears listen. Let's do another one. Well, we go to Mark. And he said, let anyone with ears to hear listen. What are these for, right? Okay, the next one. Let anyone with ears to hear listen. Mark kind of gets on this, you know, use those ears. And then uh, let's go to Luke. And Luke says, some fell on good soil. We're talking about the seed. And when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. And as he said this, he called out Let anyone with ears to hear listen. Isn't it interesting? Luke and Mark, kind of the same. We got one more. And uh, this is Luke 14. It is, it, is, it is fit neither for the soil nor the manure heap. Cow dung. They throw it away. Interesting. Let anyone with ears to hear listen. Is there one more? Or is that it? Okay, you can take it down. So that's what kind of caught my mind. And, and here's my little snippet. To hear the gospel, as Connor was talking about, does something to us. And we're not just hearing with our ears. Yeah, Mark and Luke are trying to get to us, but I think Matthew wants it to go a little deeper. But in any case, when we listen with our hearts, something changes. Does it not? When we hear the gospel that we have a God who loves us and calls us by name and died for us and destroyed the power of death that holds over us, and that one day we will share in the same resurrection as our Lord and be at the table with all the saints. It changes your heart. It really does. Last night I was working at the fair and uh, I was getting a little irritated. Um, Deb and John was there. I, I didn't swear. I, didn't, I probably tried to hold it back as best I could. I was the only one assembling sandwiches, and I had all these people around me. So cheeseburger, burger, cheeseburger, hot dog. Oh, that, make that a, a big hot dog. What's the hot dog made out of? Pork or beef? Another cheeseburger. That's a double cheeseburger, please. Another burger. I was getting a little irritated. And I'm looking around at people, and I thought, do I say anything? No. I tried to grin and bear it, and I kept going. And every once in a while, somebody would feel a little bit sorry and come along and say, and they all know I'm a pastor, so they're all paying it, you know, they're all being very careful. <laughs> and, uh, but I think it's that gospel in you that, you know, this is but a momentary affection. And, you know, it, it's going to pass. And it did. And it did. And I think when we go through those things in life, Carrying the gospel in our heart, knowing that we're loved and that each, as I look out to each one of you, you too are an image of God. Okay, let's go. What caught your attention in today's Bible reading? We are all children of God. Yes, we are. We are all children of God. You know, there is somebody that would dearly love to be here today, Elfrida Tobiasen, and uh, Elfrida's not doing well. 
her daughter um, Charlotte will be here uh, later this week. Uh, Everett has been there. Aaron has been here the last couple weeks. Thank you for those who are sending cards out. I know that when we have people on our prayer list, and I want Elfrida to know, and I'm going to visit her later today, you are a child of God. We are all children of God. You know, when, when we did this uh, stained glass up here, those aren't just the little children. It's all of us to have a childlike faith, to trust and to believe. And the one word that comes to mind about God is he cares about children. He cares about you. What would you like to hear more about this morning? How he loves us all. He does love us all. Even the one who just is a thorn in your side. I had an opportunity to um, preside at a funeral recently. I won't mention how long ago or whatever. And it was obvious that many of the people that were at this funeral, they want to talk about everything else but the gospel. And I wanted to share with them. Uh, and what I did is I took the particular lessons that were for that particular week in the church year. And I like doing this in, in funerals because... Um, the life, uh, the life that we live, the gospel goes with us. And uh, my message was, all you have to do is simply believe. You know, you know the story of uh, Jesus' parable of the talents, or not the, the talents, but the workers that went into the vineyard, and I'm going to pay you five denaria. And he went out, and he got the workers in the morning early, and they went out. And then at 10 o'clock, he went out, and he said, I, I will pay you. Uh, can you go work the vineyard? Yes, they do at noon. More came in at 3 o'clock. More came in. Uh, some came in at 4 o'clock. It was 5 o'clock. The, the day was done. And the, the vineyard then paid each person. You know what the vineyard paid each person? The same amount. The same amount. And so there happened to be a, um, a family member there and, and said, I had this conversation with my loved one. And my, love, my loved one said before they died, I wasn't as religious as you were. And uh, the person said back to them, it's not about being religious. It's about having a relationship. It's about loving and knowing that God loves you. And that there's nothing you can do. That's why we baptize babies. There's not a thing they can do. Except my grandson twist in my arms and dip his whole hand in the baptismal font. What caught your attention? Your, your attention? Oh, intention. Look at that. How many, like, Pastor, what are you doing? You don't even know how to spell. I meant, what caught your attention in today's Bible readings? That we can be saved, good seeds, bad seeds. We need to listen and see good seeds to be saved. I thought it was interesting in our gospel today, I don't know if you caught it, when Jesus was explaining it, the, um, when the harvest comes, leave them, leave them. You know, we live in a world that is evil, and sin is prevalent, sin is in us, but we also have the fabric of God in us, we have good, we have the power of God in our hearts. All we have to do is just call upon his name, in Jesus' name. If you're having a difficult time or something going on in your life, you have the power of the gospel, the Holy Spirit. You have the power to say no. You have the power to turn the other way. You have the power to go forward. But what's interesting in, in this whole parable about 
what Jesus is explaining to his disciples after they got away from the crowds and are sitting in, in the room, Jesus says, I want to tell you this. They're both going to grow together to the end of time. That means that those who are the evil ones, those who uh, are all about destroying, hurt, slander, uh, idolatry. I mean, you can go right down the list. But, but those who cultivate the fruit of the Spirit, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, from Galatians 5.22, at the end of time, I want you to gather up. And if you've ever seen the weeds, you can't miss them, right? When you let them go, you, you can't miss them. You're going to pull out those weeds first. They're easy to find. And you're going to bind them up, and you're going to throw them in the fire. And then what's left is this beautiful golden wheat. Because what Jesus is saying is that God, when we die to this life and rise to a new life, there will be no more sin, shame, or separation from God. There will only be gospel. Kind and caring. I love it when people are so kind and, and caring. I'm sorry. I've thrown this on my back hip hoping I wouldn't do that. Don't you, like, don't you just gravitate to people who are kind and caring? And, I used to be a nursing home administrator, and uh, we, we know about the crabby old ladies and the grumpy old men's down on the 300 wing and the 400 wing, and I couldn't get the staff to go in there, but my golly, I tell you, Martha and Mary, the sweetest two gals down the 500 wing and the 100 wing, they'd get so much attention. So if you ever end up in a nursing home, now you know how to use the call light. You don't need a call light. You just be kind and gentle and caring. God's good word. I can't get enough of it. Um, I didn't start out as a pastor, but I enjoy reading God's word. I really do. Um, pastor Lynn has challenged us. This is the living word of God. It, it, it changes you. Um, you. You can't be not changed by it. And uh, it's amazing how much uh, story is there that connects with our lives. What caught your attention, your attention in today's Bible reading? I'm the first and I'm the last. Reason, God is the power, the almighty power. You know, I love that scripture, Revelations 21. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To those who um, hunger for righteousness will receive the crown of righteousness. And uh, they will be my children forever. You know, oftentimes when I share with our confirmation students and we read um, Genesis and we go back and we read the Gospel of John, it's amazing because you see conversations that are help happening in Genesis that are plural. Who's God talking about? We need to do something. Uh, Adam and Eve have sinned. We need to rid them out of the garden and we need to put the sword of protection over the tree of knowledge, or excuse me, the tree of life. Because they have partaken in the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And if they are to partake of the, of the tree of life, they will ever, forever be sealed in sin and darkness. And so we don't see, we don't see the tree of life showing up again until... Revelation, the kingdom. The kingdom is yours now. We don't have to wait. Do you see events during the week with the people you are around that you plant seed? 
ask yourself this question. Do you see events during the week with the people you're around to you plant a seed? You know, we are all sowers. It's interesting, this stained glass here, um, one of our conferments used it, and they, they um, saw Jesus in this picture. I don't know if you can see it, if I can bring it out, this sower. It's the only stained glass that doesn't have the crown of righteousness around the, the head of the person. And so my assumption is this is not Jesus, but they said Jesus is just like us and teaches us and comes along and helps plant a seed. And I like that. Absolutely, because Jesus is in every one of us. And so do you see people planting seeds? And that coming up alongside, and it's really great when people have the gift of empathy and they can see what's happening among their neighbors in the world to come up alongside them and say, I'm here and I'm listening. And this is something that our Stephen ministers do. And after having that visit and hearing the hurts, and turn around and to pray, and to pray to God. Planting seeds. Kingdom of heaven. What's interesting is the kingdom of heaven is already here. Jesus is uh, talking about the kingdom of heaven among us. Uh, We don't have to wait. We can experience the gift of eternal life today, and knowing that we are building God's kingdom by sharing in peace. That's the word. What word comes to mind? Peace. One of the things that I, as your pastor, like to do is to visit you in the hospital. I will go to Iowa City. I will go to the Mayo Clinic. I will go to Mercy. I will go to St. Luke's. I will go to Jones Regional. I will go to Des Moines. I will go to Madison, Wisconsin. I will go to be with you. It's not too far. And you have machines around you, you're in a strange place, you have, you know those wonderful nurses, you know those nurses who just don't have time for you, kind of going back to the nursing home story. But I want to bring the kingdom of God to you. I want to bring peace. I want to bring peace. We here, you will know your family in heaven, your spouse. I also heard there will not be a husband and wife in heaven. Yeah, wasn't that a hard scripture? We don't have the institution of marriage, as far as we understand, uh, through the biblical um, interpretation. Marriage, as Jesus explained, is for here. It is a gift. It is a gift between a man and a woman. Okay? It is a gift. It is a gift from God. And out of the gift of marriage comes, hopefully, the gift of children. Where else in all of God's kingdom can you experience the gift of unconditional love? Unconditional love. But in the marriage. There is something so powerful. It's the crucible of faith within that family. You can be a scoundrel, but you will still be loved by your family. The same is true with God. And so uh, we don't have the... Uh, institution, as Jesus explains, that the gift that's given to humanity here is the gift of marriage. And when we die and rise to new life, we, we know from the scriptures that, especially from the book of Revelation, that we will gather around the throne of God and we will partake with the Lamb, Jesus, and we will be there. And as my My son said when he was four years old, 
And I wasn't a pastor then. I was in Battle Lake and he crawled up on my lap and Joe's not able to walk, but he could go anywhere in that two-story house up and down the stairs. He climbed up on my lap and he said, Dad, when we die and we go to heaven, and I go, yeah, Joe, when we die, we will go to heaven. Will I get new legs? I said, absolutely. If you look at First or Second Thessalonians, it says that we will have new bodies. And in these new bodies, I want you to know that it is a spiritual body that already exists in you. I want you just for a moment for silence, and I want you to hear your voice inside. I want you to use that silent voice inside. Go ahead, use it now. Has that voice changed over your lifetime? Has, is that a young voice? Is that an old voice? Or is that your voice? Nobody wants to say It's an eternal voice. We will know one another. I don't know how. We will love one another more so than we experience love now because we'll be in the presence of the Lamb more so than we are now. God is the only God. Thank you for whoever said that. I love this. Wasn't that kind of a joke in the Old Testament lesson that Roland, I, I love it. It's like God saying, okay, show me. Show me your God who was there in the beginning, uh, who, who's delivered what I've delivered to you. you. You know what I've been doing for you, people. You stiff-necked people. I, I just love that. It's, it's like a bantering. It's, it, it's it, you know, you got to read it like, I'm the first and the last, besides there's no other God. Who is like me? Let them proclaim. Let them declare and set forth before me. Who has announced from the old the things to come? Let them tell us what is yet to be, to come. Fear not. Be not afraid. I have not told you from old and declared it. You are my witness. Is there any other God besides me? There's this beautiful song. We sang Beautiful Savior, I think. And then you go to the other page and Morning Cry. I was there when you were but a child. I'll be there when you are old. God is always. So why are we afraid? I think we're afraid of death. I know we are. My dad hang on, hung on to my hand. I, I, I thank you again. Every time I get a chance to, I'm going to thank you for allowing me to go and to be there for my parents, to honor the fourth commandment. And I was there one night, and uh, it took my dad a long time to get ready for the night. And we said goodnight, and for whatever reason, we shook hands that night. I don't know why. He wouldn't let go of my hand. So then I thought, okay, what do I do? I, I think he's, he's afraid of something. And so I'm a pastor, right? So I start reciting scripture. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want he leadeth me side still waters. He restoreth my soul. My dad says, I say that almost every night. I said, Dad, I didn't know you said the 23rd Psalm every night. And then after I ran out of scriptures that I could remember, you know, pastors should have a, a whole list, right? But I kind of drew a blank there. And then I started saying a blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. And saying a few songs. And dad was starting to rest now, but he still wasn't going to let go of my hand. I finally said, dad, let go of my hand. And I climbed into bed. And it brings me back to probably when I was four years old and there was a thunderstorm going on. And there I am between mom and dad. I think we're afraid of death. It's not, it's so unknown. And as somebody shared with me at a funeral the other day, death is so final. Yes, on this side of the curtain, it is. 
But oh, God's got something glorious. I think the other thing that we fear is pain, embarrassment, um, public speaking, uh, anything that we uh, put ourselves out there that we're not comfortable in doing. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, Jesus Christ, is my brother. How important spirituality is. We have a God who loves us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I'll never get tired of doing this. When I'm gone, years from now, you'll go, you know, Pastor Wade talked a lot about baptism, that we were sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Absolutely. We are children of God. And uh, faith. It is all by the gift of faith. I have to tell you, as your spiritual guide, as your pastor, I will lead you through the scriptures. I like doing the Bible study. I have that on Wednesday nights. I love teaching confirmation. But it comes down to this one thing that I can't do for you. I will teach. I will share. I will preach. But here's the one thing I can't do for you. Do you believe this? Can you have faith? I have faith. To know that we have a God who loves us so much that he gave him his only self so that whoever believeth in him will not perish but have eternal life. You are all children of God and specially made. The gospel of our Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let us live our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord Almighty bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.